All right. What's going on today, everybody? Pardon me, just doing my last minute setup as I always do. The first few minutes of these live streams are always a little bit of a mess, which makes me feel bad for the replays. Hey, Naomi, what's going on? All right. Hey there, Paul. Hey, Naomi's calling in as well. Hey, party people. Oh, and she's she's not there. What's going on, man? How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's going. Do I sound like Kevin Smith when I say man? Because the way he says man bugs me a little bit. Because <laughs> <I don't... laughs> he sounds so, it sounds kind of cheesy. Yeah. Hey, man. That cheesy, dejected, just man. <laughs> No, that's not so bad. I can handle that. It's like the um, trying too hard to be friendly type thing, maybe. Ah. Hey, man. Hey, why are my clips not showing up? There we go. All right. Well, hey, let's kick into this. Actually, let me send a message to Melanie real quick. She might be working. Okay. Hey, I just learned a new thing. I learned how to share this. That's a good thing to learn. I like it. I was like, I, was like, I know there's a way to share it. How do I share it? Oh, what does this button do? It shares. Jesse. Hey. What What are you doing? Uh, what? I'm calling in. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What are you you wearing? sound like you're even at home on on the the microphone setup. Even oh man, don't uh, don't jinx that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey Asan. Hey, thanks for thanks for asking. I'm doing very well. Uh, how about you? Um. All right, Paul and Jesse. What? Starting to think that Paul was just uh, Jesse's alternate alter <laughs> alter ego. I'm just you know me. Classes. <laughs> All right. Now I don't know how loud this is going to be. I don't think I properly remastered or mastered this, but hey, let, let's play let's play an intro. Let's do it. Do it. Oh, it's new. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. my Miami Vice and saxophone. Yes, it's new and old and old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had to. Okay, so it's, you know, it's got the saxophone from our original Grolix Nights theme. But then Paul was talking about Miami Vice, the Miami Vice theme and stuff. And I was like, oh, oh, it's got to happen. <laughs> Grolix Nights, we're old as new again. We're old as new again. Again, uh, Asan asks, "You guys are a musician? I, I am. I am a musician. Uh, I don't know about Paul. Paul makes wood things. 
Paul does I can, all, I, I all sorts of stuff. <laughs> you I can, can play uh, the violin. Holy cow. I learned something new. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, Asan, I play... Well, I used to play guitar, but I wasn't very good at it. And actually, I was not a great songwriter. Not that I'm saying I'm a great songwriter now, but I got better at songwriting when I put the guitar down and just focused on the writing and I guess if anything, I play keyboard. So, all right. Um, today on the Grolix, welcome to the Grolix Nights. <laughs> I love the intro. I love the beginning of these these live shows. Always um, so discombobulated, right? It is. Uh, so I don't know if we'll have Melanie tonight. She is w- working. She's probably working now. Um, but that's okay. We're coming on a little bit later today, uh, and uh, part of that is scheduling, and part of it is it seems like the 5 o'clock central slot is not so great. There's not a whole lot of people around, so we're going to try shooting for later. We're basically going to, I don't know, guys, I, I feel like we're probably just going to kind of move the show around occasionally, letting people know about five minutes after we're supposed to go live <laughs> and see what works. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no we'll probably pop-up bounce the show around a little bit what's that so it's a pop-up podcast it is it is yeah uh but we're not too far off of our normal time but last week it seemed like the chat really started to pick up around 6 six thirty. so we figured let's start at 6 see what happens um today we are going to be discussing uh well there's lots of i'm glad you are here jesse um, and I actually, we might jump into the news first, uh, but there's lots of news this week. And, um, then after the news, we will talk, uh, we will talk a little bit about the 2004 Punisher movie. Now, Jesse, I don't know if you got a chance to rewatch that or not. Uh, I was actually just, I, that's why I'm a little bit late is, uh, I was trying to like skim, skim and scan through it a little bit uh-huh. so I could refresh my memory on it. Uh, and then, I, and I didn't <laughs> remember it being two plus hours long. Right. It, yeah, I was not That's, expecting that. Longer than I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It takes a, uh, it takes a good half hour before they even, uh, before he's even the Punisher. So, they really uh, extended his, his origin. I forgot about that whole, that you know, there, bit. that reminds me, there is an extended cut and I wonder if that's what Netflix has. I wonder if that's oh, what it could that be. Is. Uh, I remember most of this once we got into it, though, but I I was reading some trivia last night and um, I there was some cuts, but I think it was mostly violent stuff to try to appease the MPAA. Um, But uh, I was telling Melanie, uh, I was like, hey, you don't have to watch this, but I'm watching the 2004 Punisher movie for the movie homework. And she's like, oh, I'll try to fit it in. I was like, listen, if you don't get to it don't worry about it because it was such an afterthought kind of this this week's movie homework um but that actually brings me to an important point about movie homework uh, we are going to uh we're going to change it to every other week instead of every week except for next week except for next week <laughs> starting next week we're going to change it every other week going forward <laughs> uh so Movie news. Then we'll talk about... I'm like, oh, I'm so excited about next week's movie homework, though. Uh, TV and movie news. So, 
the big thing that really kind of, um, and I'm glad you are here for this discussion, Jesse, because it sounds like you, you, you've had this talk a lot already. And uh, so you probably have a good idea of what <laughs> people are feeling about this. And you have some thoughts yourself. Um, the big thing that kind of falls into the Grolix territory is this whole uh, Disney, Marvel, Sony, Spider-Man situation. Oh. Um, so the gist of it, from what I could tell, is basically uh, Disney wanted a bigger percentage. They wanted a bigger piece of the Spider-Man movies going forward. And because how it is now is basically Sony a lot. It's so funny. But yes, Spider-Man is a Marvel character, but Sony has the movie rights. Sony allowed, like basically leased the character to them to use in the MCU movies. And on the flip side, then Kevin Feige would come and produce the Spider-Man movies, which which Sony still bankrolled, um, but he would assist with that. And uh, Disney would get a 5% cut of the Spider-Man movies and apparently a 100% cut of merchandising, which is, I mean, I don't think merchandising is doing that great for them, but that's kind of a big thing. Um, however, Disney was like, nah, we, we, we want 50-50. So, right. Well, I mean, I think there was m- more to the negotiations than that, but that was, I think that was where the breaking point was, is that Disney rolls in with the, uh, with the, uh, okay, look, look at everything we've done for this character. And uh, yeah, we want 50, 50 plus um, if you're going to, if we're going to start crossing over, you know, then we we need to cut of that as well because now it's established within our universe that we have helped create for you. So, like, if if they wanted uh, they wanted the Tom was it Tom Brady? Is that his name? That's not him. That's that's a football player. Tom Brady. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Oh, okay, yeah. that's a that's a that's a different Deflate Gate thing. Um. Uh. Yeah. That, so if if the Tom Hardy uh, character if the venom that venom showed up either as a cameo or whatever in the spider-man movie or if spider-man showed up uh to do a cameo in a future venom movie you know maybe teasing a uh, crossover or an actual crossover down the line then disney was going to get a cut of that as well even though these are movies that have already been previously previously established by sony so yeah, uh, all bets were off when Disney put that offer on the table, and uh, and Sony's like, nope, too much. Uh, and so yeah, yeah. and apparently- I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of feelings, and you're probably going to catch on to my bias pretty quickly. In that, I do think Disney was out of line on this one, and I'm probably in the minority on this. But uh, so I, I don't know if I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'm the the common opinion right now. I think they're asking for too much. I, I don't necessarily think they're in the wrong for asking for more, but uh, it, an even split's kind of, you know, stretching it a little. So in the original report, which I think was, let me check. Um, oh, no, I don't know that that is the original report. Uh, there were a couple numbers throwing around, like basically the 50-50 is not, it sounds like that's not necessarily necessarily the number but it could be like 30 percent. it could be 50 50 um but it 
was definitely a more substantial number than than five. And I feel like I don't know, man. It, uh, Disney's also I could see them not being like this is this is you know we're not we're not negotiating. This is this is the deal. And that's the impression I get, but I don't know if that's just speculation. See, I, I, don't, I honestly don't think talks are done. I think here in a few days, once they've had once they've had a chance to cool their heels, <laughs> once oh. everybody's cooled down. No, dude, I think I think talks are probably done at least for a, one Spider-Man movie. Then we'll see what happens after that. But if it's if it's like if the news has hit, I don't know. I, I guess potentially I it's business. Disney doesn't like losing money. And they just lost their big Spider-Man because they got greedy. So. I kind of feel like it depends on... I mean, in that respect, it depends on how well the next Spider-Man movie does whenever that happens. The next, like, Tom Holland Spider-Man movie because I believe he's still contracted for one more but Sony would like to keep him around for at least two more. Oh, Jesse just said his internet is real spotty all of a sudden. So, can you guys I, still hear me? Okay, I hear you now. Okay. Um, did I cut out earlier? I, I not that I noticed, but you haven't said anything for a while. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh let's see. Asan says, I like the trilogy of Spider-Man, but I don't like new Spider-Man uh, movies with Tom Holland. Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, you I can... Minority. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I could kind of get behind that, but I I can get... I'm down with the original... With the Sam Raimi... Uh, what's his... Toby Maguire, whatever. At least the first two. I like the first two, yeah. The third one is bad, but, you know, whatever. I'll, we'll take the third one. That's fine. Generally, by the time you get to the third movie and anything, it's hit and miss. Now, right. but I do like... I have, I've only seen the one Tom Holland. I haven't seen the most recent Spider-Man movie yet, but I really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I like him quite a bit. Yeah, he's pretty... He's fun. He has like, they have like, a weird vibe to him, though. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I feel like so long as they keep the quality up and that's the, I think the main thing, I mean, obviously other than the N- MCU connection, which is a big deal. And it kind of felt like I, now I haven't seen the last one. I know Samuel is in it, but I kind of feel like so long as they keep the quality up, it's potentially a good thing for them to not, be tied to the MCU. Uh, of course, it's not a good thing that they can't use other, Mar- you know, other Marvel characters from the MCU. Of course, they have, you know, all the Spider-Man characters. But I found it a little weird how tied into Iron Man the Spider-Man was. Yeah. So a little bit of severance there might be good. Although I guess Tony Stark is. Who knows what's up with his character, right? With no spoilers, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but, Sony might be able to just take the ball and run with it at this point. The only other issue is now I haven't watched Venom, and I've heard it's bad, and I've heard that from people that enjoy it as well. They're like, it's bad, but it's entertaining, and that makes me worry because 
I don't know, man. From the parts that I've seen, it's decent. I wouldn't say it's a great movie. I also won't say it's a horrible movie. It's it's not a memorable movie. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, it's an interesting portrayal, and it's but it it's doesn't feel like your typical Venom either. You know, like he's they're certainly going with the lethal protector angle. They're making him more of a hero right off the bat. Um, they they did some interesting retcon i mean like i don't know if it's retcon or what but some interesting alternate take on the symbiotes or the symbiote or however you're supposed to say it (laughs) um because they they imply that venom is a runt of the symbiote race and and, and that's an interesting angle to go i guess race of its own as opposed to like carnage was just split off of you know, Venom's piece in the comics, whereas now it's mm-hmm. a race of their own design. So, backtracking slightly, Sony Pictures via Twitter, because Twitter is, that's how, that's how everybody communicates now. Uh, their official statement uh, two days ago was, much of today's news about Spider-Man has mischaracterized recent discussions about Kevin Feige's involvement in the franchise. We are disappointed, but respect Disney's decision not to have him continue as lead producer of our next live-action Spider-Man film. Uh, Let's see, blah, blah, blah. We hope this might change in the future. So there you go, Paul. Maybe they will renegotiate. But understand that many new responsibilities that Disney has given him, uh, that the many new responsibilities that Disney has given him, including all their newly added Marvel properties, uh, do not allow time for him to work on IP they do not own. Kevin is terrific, and we are grateful for him for his help and guidance, and appreciate the path he has helped helped put us on, which we will continue. So, Jesse, uh, yes. Hold on, let me find a good one. I got to find out a good one. <laughs> okay, here we go, Jesse. But Disney does all the work. Why wouldn't they want more of the earnings? They made they made Sony over two billion dollars with the last two homecoming with the last two movies. Sony is just a crap show. What do you have to say about that, sir? Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah, to pick a random. I, I know you got into like an hour long argument with people uh, the other day about this. And- I, you know, more like a heated debate. You know, it's and, and you know the thing is, I'm seeing a lot of people are saying that uh, that Sony was just awful and they've done nothing right, and and it's like, well, hold on, they just won an Oscar. <laughs> Th- yeah, so that's not Spider Verse out of the park. Yeah, and well, and you know, uh, the original, the original Spider Man, which was Sony with uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> I've already lost it. Uh, he set records too. You know, like yeah. they set records with Spider Man. I, I I agree with the argument that Disney should get more of a cut because yeah, Spider Man's been involved in some of the highest grossing movies. Uh, like ever because he was in Endgame, and uh, also Sony's highest-grossing movie, which was Far From Home. So yes, they deserve maybe more of a cut. Yeah, I mean the five percent honestly kind of really surprised me. But this is to I'm still just surprised that this even happened in the first place. That right, you know, because 
Sony's right. They do own that IP right now, even though it is a Marvel character. Disney has it in the comics, but uh, Sony's got it in in the movies and TV shows and what whatnot. So, what's that? Uh, so I think the five percent was uh, just an intro to try to see, okay, can we make this partnership work? Because right. you think about it, not too many film companies have really tried something like that before successfully. Mm-hmm. And here we are, what two movies later, and we kind of see why. Sure, uh, now yeah. it's, oh, I want more money. Because, I mean, nobody knew uh, how it was going to take off, but if you look at it, Spider-Man's the only IP that Marvel doesn't own that has done well. Right. You know, on its own. X-Men has pretty well tanked every turn. Fantastic Four tanked at every turn. Uh, Punisher was hit and miss until you get to until it went back to Marvel. Right. Um, there was Ghost Rider. The first one is good. The second one was an acid trip. <laughs> I mean, so I, I think the Spider-Man name alone can carry the franchise. But, but that's the thing. Character. It, can't, it can carry a franchise to a certain extent unless they just start turning out crap like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Like the first one, I was was not great, and I didn't bother with the second one. And from what I understand, and again, I shouldn't do this to where I just take people's words for it, but the overwhelming consensus is the second Amazing Spider-Man is a horrible movie. So yeah, I they, was not yeah, fond of it. They, <laughs> oh, I like oh, where the first yeah. one was going, and then they just tanked it in the second one. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like. That was slight. It was slightly derailed by the whole MCU nego- like deal that they worked out. But they had planned on that being a trilogy, and the second one was bombed hard enough that they ditched it, recast, and went to Marvel to to right. like, work something out. Went to Disney, I should say. Um, so like they can mess it up. Like uh, the same studio can put out. Spider into the Spider Verse and Amazing Spider Man Two. It just depends on who's running the project and who they've got involved. They just need to be careful about who. Well, it takes an emo Spider Man and a oversized rhinoceros. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But the Spider Man movies, they don't seem to learn. Like I don't know how this last one is. I'm assuming it's not the case. But didn't they cram like three or four villains into Amazing Spider Man Two, which is Kind of, um, it should be like yeah, a, sort of. It was six. Yeah, Which I think that was the problem: is they were oh, really wow. trying to just race to that. But you, Rhino looked like a transformer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you can pull it off, great. But don't. Just don't just throw something on the screen because you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll say this: my thoughts on it. It doesn't make me nervous for future Spider-Man movies, the live-action ones specifically, because Into the Spider-Verse, because of Into the Spider-Verse, which apparently did honestly didn't do that well in theaters, but I mean, it picked up a lot of attention later on. It won an Oscar. 
and Sony is planning multiple animated Spider-Man related movies. Oh, good. Because uh, I want to see Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, I, oh, that man, might be, be one awesome. of the next one happening, actually. I think that is a thing that will be happening. Uh, but so I'm curious to see where that goes. Uh, essentially, these are both major corporations, so I don't necessarily feel either is in the right or wrong. But man, Disney owns so much at this point. I'm kind of glad to see somebody say no. You know what I mean, <coughs> well, I think that's part of why yeah. Sony said no. Actually, it's, that's kind of important to be honest. Like they they have a monopoly going on already. So it's interesting because this is almost what I. It, it's hard to say, but it's not like it's not like a straight uh, one-to-one comparison, but it's like The Last Jedi, you know, in that everybody, uh, well, not everybody, but a lot of people disliked The Last Jedi so much that they went on this tear. Now, this is like the opposite of that, where everybody really, or a lot of people clearly really like the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man and I, you know, like I, I enjoy it as well, but uh, they've, they've lost all sense of reason because of it. Like, yes, Spider-Man is owned by Sony and, uh, and what you, you just expect them to sell it back to Disney or that Disney can just up and buy the thing that has made them ridiculous amounts of money. They're Mm -hmm. not just going to let it go. Oh, you no. need uh, Disney needs to work with them if they actually want to work work on Spider Man movies, and if they don't, then they need to just get out of that business. You know, it's it's like uh, back when Michael Jackson was alive, he owned a, a fair amount of the Beatles music, and it's like he was just going to give it back to Paul McCartney because they were friends, kind of thing. That wasn't going to happen. He was probably mm. making more money off of the Beatles music than he was off of his own towards the end of his life. Mm-hmm. I say at best, I see a 85-15 percentage split coming out of this. Right. I don't see Sony going any higher. It makes sense to jump up a little bit. I mean, yeah, it makes sense to, to have a jump, but that's that's a ridiculous jump there. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're talking I mean, up to up to 50%, it benefits Sony to turn that down provide and there's without uh without disney they're still gonna make a ton of money so long as the movies don't suddenly start bringing in half what the last one did you know like i don't know not having disney to come back to the table right yeah you know i'm gonna backtrack something i said earlier maybe this being public is kind of a sign that it's not a done deal it's a tactic you know a negotiation tactic get the fans riled up and uh, use that as leeway one way or the other whether it be sony side or disney side i mean nobody really does that to the mouse (laughs) it's like no you got to come back to the table no one tells the mouse no right so you know i mean sony ooh, but good on them good on them for that Um, okay. Uh, there, okay. So I, I was just debating that story went a bit longer than I expected, but I, that's (laughs) that's all right. It's a good conversation. Um, who we got in here, man. Well, it's six 30. Maybe it's going to start picking up. So there are a couple other news stories. I definitely want to hit. Uh, one of which being the matrix Four officially a go with Keanu Reeves 
Carrie on Carrie and wow, Carrie Ann Moss and uh, Lana Wachowski. So this kind of blows my mind. And yeah, go ahead. I'm not sure. Like, where does it fall in the story? Well, (laughs) so reading the story, reading the article, I'm so confused in a way. Now, uh, Lana Wachowski was one of the two, you know, is one of the two Wachowski sisters back during, back when the first Matrix, and actually, I don't remember how far into, it was the Wachowski brothers um, before they changed, but back during the original uh, trilogy of movies. Um, now, there was no mention of the other sister being involved, so I don't know, maybe she's just not making films now? I don't know. But Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, the two, obviously, two leads. Um, however, so, so at the same time, though, there's speculation, because there's really not much known about what this is going to be. No. But at the same time, there's speculation that uh, Lawrence Fishburne will possibly not come back for the movie because they want to recast a younger Morpheus? Except, man, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, Moss are not younger. No. Like they, that, even that, if they still look so good, nice. they don't look young. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Paul? I said, yeah, that, would, that wouldn't make sense. I mean, he, I mean, even if they were to go... Even if they were to set this movie before... What was it? Trinity was the third one, right? Uh, uh, was the, it Revolutions or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even if you were to set this before the final one, Morpheus would still look the same. I mean, a little less beaten up, but he'd still look the same. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be old. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's true. But, I like, if there's a time jump, they all get older. So maybe maybe Lawrence Fishburne. The issue is he's not in like fighting condition. But I, I you know, I don't know. Unless That's, they're going to make him younger as an AI. I guess, but of all the characters, like he, why AI him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Morpheus wouldn't be okay with that, would he? No, that's like becoming very a program counter no. to what he would want, and like. There's so many people that they could, there's so many characters that they could do that with, and it makes sense. Now they're not going to do it with Keanu because that's one of the big names. Correction, that's the big name. But (laughs) I mean, to be honest, like the Keanu, he never really went away, but the like recent explosion, Keanu Reeves explosion, like we're in a Keanu Renaissance. Yeah, exactly. And I suspect that's kind of why maybe this finally got greenlit. (laughs) Uh, but you could recast him from a story s- standpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. The Trinity. Did, God, does anybody? Did anybody really care about Trinity? She died. <laughs> Neo did. Neo did. I guess, and that makes her important. She's such a nothing. He, he just loves her too damn much. Uh, she. She is. <laughs> that. That just never. Never worked. It never worked. Like she and, died, and he went John Wick on the machines. <laughs> yeah, and then and then spoilers for the Matrix. Then he died, or he got maybe sucked back in. I don't know, but at this point, there are no spoilers for the Matrix movies. Basically, <laughs> the from a story perspective, the only person you don't recast 
is Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> but, right? Yeah, whatever. Now, that said, I don't know what this will be. I am so excited to get back into the Matrix. Uh, the third the third Matrix, the, the second two Matrix, Matrix movies were not good. And the third one was particularly not good. It was just dull, like... Yeah. That franchise took a serious nosedive. Compared to the mind bend of the first one. Yeah, which is so... Yeah. And even the second one introduced so many interesting ideas that expanded the Matrix universe in a way that I was like, they can just keep making Matrix movies forever now. They have ghosts and werewolves in this, and it's part of the lore now. Like, I liked it. I Oh, I, the second yeah. one I really liked, it, but it was a Stephen Moffat kind of thing. It's like he really set up this this first part of this. You know, I I consider it the first movie and then the the second two movies. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my mm-hmm. head around it being an actual trilogy because it doesn't feel like a trilogy. It feels like the first movie and then two more. <laughs> yeah, and then they hired someone else to pin like a yeah no. I mean, they did, but it was but set up it, good in this, no. and the uh, it was a good setup. It was a good cliffhanger, and then that third movie didn't make any sense. So that actually makes me wonder then if maybe they're going to follow the current uh, direct sequel craze. No, and uh, maybe make this a direct sequel to number I, two. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it because the Wachowskis, they they wrote so much. I mean, so, okay. There, it is like the first movie and then everything else because they did the first movie and I'm sure they had the ideas for all the other stuff, but they, you know, everything kind of hinged on how well the first movie did. It did amazing. So then they are like, well, yes, here's a check. Here's a blank check. Make more. And, I have a feeling the Wachowskis are just generally too involved in the universe they crafted because um, it's not only the second and third Matrix movie, but they also like had a hand in at least one of the shorts in the uh, that Animatrix thing. They wrote Animatrix, yeah. There's two Matrix video games that they wrote, and it's all canon. Like they're involved, invested in this canon lore, right? So I don't see them just ditching that. Which makes it even more interesting that they're only reporting one of them as yes. being involved. Yeah. It's like and the Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird thing. Like Kevin Eastman's the main one still doing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. So we've got one Wisk- one Wachowski on board. Which was the other one? Lily is the other one. What happened to her? Is only one of them making films now? or That's what I'm curious about. That's what I'm curious about. Uh, are we still getting uh, people in the chat? Because uh, my chat seems to have either frozen or we're just not getting a lot of interaction tonight, which is fine. Uh, just, I'm, I'm... <laughs> but we'd love to have more. We would love to have more. Like, yeah, honestly, is Okay, well, I'm just gonna put it. This there's four. It says, "Oh, hey, we got another listener." There, it says we got hey. five. That just I don't know if that's lingerie. accurate. What? Uh, I think it just said lingerie joined. Yeah, that's, that's a screen yeah, name. That's, that's what their name is. Yeah. It, okay. Isn't it 
lingerie. <laughs> lingerie? It's There's an I. Lingering. It's not lingerie. There's an I in there. Okay. I'm not wearing my glasses. Um. Okay. Well, no, we got it. We just got another one. Uh, it looks like uh, six thirty is the magic number. <laughs> it looks okay. So Lily Wachowski uh, looks primarily to do writing, but is not in the in the news story about the fourth matrix. Is not uh, mentioned as the writer. As far as it sounds like, she's not involved at all, and um, hasn't really done anything outside of uh, mm-hmm. the movies that you know the big Wachowski movies the speed racer the matrix all the matrix stuff uh v for mm-hmm. vendetta uh cloud atlas and then sense eight which was that netflix tv series that they those two um created so yeah i don't know it's it's weird that she wouldn't return to work on this but i don't know what's going on maybe you know maybe she's just maybe doing something else stressful. doing something else with her with her life that's fine uh, hey, everybody. We are just, uh, well, what else we got? Okay. Nah, these other stories can, we can skip these other stories. Except Tarantino and his wife, this is way more, uh, <laughs> not the usual type of thing I'll, I do on news. But Tarantino and his wife, uh, model and singer uh, Daniela Pick, are expecting a baby. Woo. <laughs> Congratulations, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. How old are you, Tarantino? Wow. Is it like 56? Is that what he said? Yeah, I think you're right. 56. What's that, Paul? I said, stop making little Tarantinos. This, I think this is his first. Yeah, this is, is his first. He's waited He's waited until he's, you know, 56. almost 60 here. You know, he's getting close. Rounded up to 60 there. Maybe, maybe he wanted to get through his 10 movies first or something <laughs> oh yes yeah he couldn't devote himself to uh, a family at all unless he had completed his movies as or, if that wouldn't uh like inspire movies maybe <laughs> i see what i'm hoping for now is that he he will just be inspired to make a movie or or project that his kids could maybe someday see so Tarantino, if you want to do that, like uh, Bobby's World uh, parody thing, <laughs> you know, just give me a call. Tarantino presents Good Night. Got a, yeah, I've got ideas. The, the Bobby's World uh, Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. He's been wanting up. to. He's been wanting to expand that. You know, give it once that Kill Bill Volume Three, uh, Baby's World. Let's do it. I'm telling you, at some point, I suspect. I'm calling it now. We will get essentially a kill bill volume three it will have the daughters of beatrix and uh what's her name what was the one the the knife chick anyway that other daughter in the movie Uh and it'll be like a series or something it'll be netflix series maybe um that'd be fun now that said Maybe he really did wait till he was almost done making movies because how many times you're like, it's you see it more so with actors, but you still see it with directors. Robert Rodriguez, who is a friend of his, uh, <laughs> right, makes pretty awesome movies, 
until they start making movies that they want their kids to be able to see. And then it's all downhill. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he realizes this. Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean no, not, you're right. Movies were, you know, top tier movies. But... You're right, though. <laughs> I mean, no, his yeah. stylings changed a lot when it became, oh, I have kids now. <laughs> and it, I get it, kind of, but it feels like such a cop out if you're a fan of their work and you're like, yeah, but but this is not good. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> care if you want to make something for your kids. This is not good. Like, I want to see of yourself. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Wait, or, you know, shoot, shoot a little home movie in your backyard and show them, but you don't charge me to watch that movie. I'm not watching that. All <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Meanwhile, I want to see some violence and some gore and some swear words. <laughs> I want to see the swear words like right on the screen. Just flash them. Doom Patrol me on this. I want like, to see them. I want them to just flash up with the bright colored balloon around it. Yep. I'm talking 60s Batman style. I might or have Spider-Verse to style because it's all Spider-Mans. I might have to rewatch Doom Patrol series at some point. <laughs> there is a character... Uh, it's definitely, you, I could tell it was very much a Grant Morrison created character. There's a lot of like super comic book meta things that they carried over to the TV series of Doom Patrol. Some of it works pretty well, and some of it not so much. But I was like, well, if this was still the comic, that'd work great. Um, anyway, but one of the characters has a s- multiple powers, but one of them is when they say things, the word appears like it would in a comic book but becomes a physical object. So they use that as a weapon and it's so good. And they use it for swears. That'd be kind of interesting for my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure the first time it gets used, it's, it's probably the F word. I don't know. That seems pretty obvious, but I don't remember what it is, but it's, it's surprising. Hey, let's, let's move on. So there's a new story. I've been waiting to hear Jesse's uh, thoughts about. Okay, let's move on to this new story. Uh, Kevin Smith, He-Man. Oh, God, I forgot about this. Oh, yeah, it's not in the notes. Um, well, I I watched the inter I watched the Pixel Dan interview with uh, Kevin Smith on uh, on what's going on with it, and uh, and I I really haven't I really haven't followed anything new on it because I, I don't know what else they've really revealed about it. But it sounds interesting in that um, they kind of want to just continue the series where it left off, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, it really is uh, probably not going to cross over with She-Ra, the, the new Netflix She-Ra, which is probably okay. I mean, if, they're, if you're going to keep He-Man the way it was, then you don't really want it to cross over into this new version of She-Ra. Um, because it's it's dramatically different from the original She-Ra lore. Um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I'm going to be on board because this was literally my He-Man. If they're going to continue from the yeah. original series somehow, but um, I wonder if they can sustain that. I'm I'm wondering if people will buy into a thing that they don't know the backstory on. I think they're going to have to update it a little bit. And- might do a right. uh, one or two episode. Uh, here's what happened, 
and do a quick montage. <laughs> Here's what you missed. A, re- a season recap from like 30 years ago. <laughs> that, <laughs> that actually, on Masters you, of the Universe. You know what? That, I mean, Cobra Kai, you know. That is kind of brilliant. That's how you bring back a series from the 80s is you just literally pick up with a previously on like nothing like it nothing happened like that right. missing a beat well i oh. mean or you can do the 30 year time jump like cobra kai i mean i uh, that is my go to whenever i whenever i question whether or not it sh- can be done or should be done cobra kai yeah it <laughs> it can and should be done do it <laughs> well and then uh yesterday there was a, and I'll call it a pure speculation video um, that I shared, and I tagged uh, Make Attorney a Grade in it, um, oh, talking yeah. about this season of uh, She-Ra and how it might backdoor uh, uh, He-Man. Oh, the, the, the season that just ended, or, or yeah. the next season? Uh how it might backdoor him in for next season, which would still drop oh, okay. for uh, Kevin Smith's uh, show does. Oh yeah, because Kevin Smith's show isn't is uh, what they say it won't happen until. I mean, it's going to take at least a year. I mean, and that's that's being generous because they have to literally make the com- the cartoons. So, like th- this is this is basically hey, we're going to produce it. So. Yeah. Yeah, when will we actually see this? This won't be for a while. But yeah, the uh, creator of Shira was talking about how we could see some crossover from Eternia. Oh yeah, I mean, they, yeah, without without spoiling too much of of the new Shira series, um, they've been teasing they've been teasing Eternia from basically the first episode. One, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but they really haven't like. There's been no real payoff to that other than um, they seem to be in some kind of pocket dimension or something. And, and uh, yeah, the, the greater universe as a whole may become more aware of She-Ra's uh, realm of Etheria. So I'm wondering if we end up, if we might end up with two He-Men on Netflix. That could be interesting, and I'd be interested to see. Like, I don't necessarily need this to cross over, uh, but I would. I would be. I I would love to see almost a Supergirl type of treatment of of He Man in this, where they where sh- they have the Shira version of He Man, uh, because I, I I don't feel like it should be a one to one crossover. Um, no, because this does this feels like. Um, Man, this feels like a She-Ra from the from way into the future, from the original She-Ra we know. So yeah, th- this or, is written for our kids. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, like that, He-Man should be different. You know, that He-Man should jive and should be the twin sister of of Adora, kind of thing. So I mean, like, it should oh, be a different take. <laughs> Abraham says, "No, please, He-Man in Netflix." And now I don't know the commas. Which one? I don't know if <laughs> it's, it's happening. No, I don't know if it's no, please, He Man and Netflix, or no, please. Oh, He Man and Netflix. <laughs> Wait, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> no, please. <laughs> no, please. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. Thank you. <laughs> you keep keep your He Man. Anybody but Netflix. 
Well, he yeah. had something regardless. <laughs> it's just a matter of yeah. which yeah. we're yeah. getting. <laughs> yeah, and whether or not you want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, hey, do you guys want to do a movie review? Hey, oh, let's okay. do it. We, I, I mean, we kind of said we were gonna, so we probably should. We probably should. Uh, so before we really dive into, you know what? How many people, listeners we got? Nope. I'll, let's let's save the plans for next week till later. Okay, movie homework. So, uh, listeners, you guys probably didn't watch this, or you have at some point. It's old, so that's fine. But uh, every episode or every other episode going forward, uh, we throw out a movie that we're gonna watch. And so people get a chance to watch it as well. And then we come back and we review it. So that's movie homework. And this episode's movie homework was The Punisher from 2004. That's right. The Punisher movie from 2004. So overview. When undercover FBI agent Frank Castle's wife and son are slaughtered, he becomes The Punisher, a ruthless vigilante willing to go to any length to avenge his family. Uh, This was written by Michael France and Jonathan uh, Hent. Hensley, directed by Jonathan Hensley, and uh, stars Thomas Jane as Frank Castle, the Punisher. John Travolta as Howard Saint. Isn't it Howard? Wait, it's Howard. Just Howard Saint. It's Howard Saint. Yeah, yeah. Because like he starts attacking Saint, like properties and whatnot. Okay. Uh, Will Patton. Sunderland. I was just talking about him on like the last episode of Grawlix. He is in everything, and he truly is. This is the guy <laughs> that I was complaining about. This is Sunderland. He was in the 2018 Halloween movie, but he's in this. And as soon as I seen him, I was like, "Wait, I know that guy." Um, <laughs> also, Roy Schneider. It's so weird. I mean, I get why he's so high in the top build cast, but it's he's such a minor character, really. I'm sorry, I'm trying to... Uh, Samantha Morris. I'm trying to jump to other like people who actually had a larger role. John Panette. I hate that character so much that he plays. Hey, um, <laughs> I liked him. Oh, God. Uh, ben Foster. I'm not fa- a fan of his character either. You know what? Let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, listen. This is the Thomas Jane Punisher movie. That's all you got to say. People know what that is. Um, yeah, so this is... Here's a Marvel movie for you before the MCU launched. Um, yeah, we did. This is a we we did a uh, throwback Thursday, guys. Oh, you're yeah, welcome. You're right. Hashtag throwback, throwback Thursday. Thursday. So the Punisher. This actually just got added to Netflix the seventeenth. And when we were looking at what to talk about this week, I was kind of like, you know, with all the you know all the big Marvel stuff constantly going on. And the Netflix and Netflix losing the Marvel series, uh, one of which was the Punisher. I thought it'd be fun to kind of revisit this after seeing, you know, for one modern state of superhero comic book movies, but also Netflix's super gritty Punisher. So I was like, let's let's yeah, R rated 2004 Punisher movie. Let's do it. Um, had uh, I'm assuming you guys had, but had you guys seen this before? I remember going yes. to see it in the theater. Oh. I can't remember if I saw it in theater or not. So that's back remember. when I didn't miss a Marvel movie in theaters. Right. Now, well, there well I mean, I own this. I have this on DVD. So, I mean, it's that era. If if it came out, I was going to buy it. 
even if I didn't see it in theater. Saturated that it's like "Ah, I can miss one. No, yeah, Paul. I was gonna say back when they have like one every two years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, sweet, okay, new comic book movie. Let's go to the theater. I mean, two thousand four. This (laughs) is this is. When did Disney buy Marvel? This was pre that, wasn't it? Yes. I think Iron Man came out in 2008. And this is like Marvel was still kind of reeling from bankruptcy just a few years prior. Yeah. Right. Because I think the Ed Norton Hulk, I want to say, came out in 2006, 2007. Now, interestingly, Kevin Feige's name is on this as well, though. So even before Disney bought up Marvel, and the MCU, as we know it now, launched. Kevin Feige was still he was producing these Marvel movies. I thought that was super interesting when I seen his name on there. And I'm just going to say it. If, the, if that's true, uh, if Kevin Feige's on this one, then you can't just assume that uh, Spider-Man's going, uh, <laughs> that Spider-Man's <laughs> success is all due to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I, see, I see what you're saying. Okay, so let's get to that. What'd you guys think of this? I liked it a lot better than the second one. There's a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a second Warzone. one. That one had Jigsaw. Um, I don't know. I like them. I like them both ish, but I also uh, like revisiting this. It was like, oh yeah, that's why I don't watch this all the time. It's funny because we have an awful lot of things that uh, kind of almost tie into this movie review in this episode already, because the whole time that I'm like skimming through this, I'm like, the bad guys are like right out of the matrix. These are the matrix mobsters. <laughs> like oh, there's nothing that. stealthy about their kill squad. They just walk up with their shades and they're all black gear. And Kevin Nash playing uh Macaulay Culkin on uh, Roid Rage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's where you're getting with the Macaulay Culkin thing. Um, the Russian, yeah? He plays the Russian. Is that right? Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I actually... I like this movie, but it's still a bad kind of... It's still kind of a bad <laughs> movie. Like, yeah. There's... With this movie, there's so much potential. Like, there's so many times when I'm like, I see what, ooh, I like what they are going to do here, what they're trying to do. I mean, they didn't do it, so that's disappointing. But I like the idea there. But like I don't was, know. It was so good until they started going after him. <sighs> like, the, like, okay, the whole slaughterous family. That was brilliant. This is one of the few times where they're like a movie. It's like the mist, right? Where it's one of the few times the movie takes the source material and it's like, you know how that was all depressing. Let's do it worse. Let's make it even worse. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not. Let's do it. Well, make sure you get to know them first. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We're going like to have it, a party and you're going to have, you know, you're going to enjoy this party and then you're just going to watch them all die well and it's not even like you know generally it's his family you know his family was murdered in front of him it's like yeah his wife and his his child and or children and it's very sad this is like what if we put him at the family reunion and just wiped his whole family line off the face of the earth 
his mom is there, his dad's there, every cousin is there. Like there like will be no more castles. Like the third one to get it. <laughs> it yeah, it's it's. It, I don't know. That was insane. I I was like I did. I forgot they did that and. It's interesting, but even that is kind of cheesy. It's like, wait, would they even have like, yeah, because they even almost have an, uh, it feels like they could do it. They could, they almost ha- stand a chance because like his dad's got the shotgun and stuff and they're like fighting back. And that's not how it goes down in the comics. You know, like they basically just wipe him, wipe out his family in the comics. Just They don't beat around the bush. They don't spend 30 minutes of backstory. <laughs> well, I guess the upside here is, you can get a higher body count and get an action scene out of this instead of just depressing yeah. family murder. And it okay. <laughs> yeah, there's that of, uh, building the Punisher psyche. Cause I mean, yeah, wife and child murder. That's, you know, that'll screw you up. You just watch multiple generations of your family die. That'll really screw you up. Yeah. I mean, your, your bloodline is gone. It's done. <laughs> Okay, and how, okay, but then also, like, when they finally do, they, they've they got him on the dock, and they, like, they, like, shoot him point blank in the chest, like, dead center. Uh, there's a lot of organs there. I gr- Granted, I, I know you're missing the heart, but, uh, like, he, the next time we see him, he's just fine to be in a rowboat. Well, but see, he <laughs> got it. Time jumped. He got, yeah. well, though, no, there is a time, there's a badly handled time jump, but. It's because he got exploded. That saved him, right? I guess. <laughs> if he <laughs> get shot in the chest, but then also blown off of a dock 50 feet into the air. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all the, salt, the salt water cauterized the wound, and he was fine. Yeah, I don't... That was ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And the time jump is not great just because... That could have been three hours later, except they put a real bad castaway fake beard on him and, and his hair. His <laughs> hair wasn't even longer. It was just messier. And his, he's yep. got a scar where he was shot. So I mean, he that looks like a cigarette burn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> say they did establish that his savior is a witch doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, the origin of the skull is so bad. It's so bad. (laughs) It's basically a no fear t-shirt that's (laughs) left over. The kid's like, the guy says, the guy says this will ward away evil spirits. And he turns around and it's perfectly, God. Yeah. It is a no fear t-shirt. Basically it's the Punisher skull, but it's, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Punisher's walking around in a tap out shirt. There's so (laughs) many leaps. There's so many leaps. Uh, Tap out shirt. Um, Now, so my okay. favorite villain in the whole thing had the shortest appearance. Who? The uh, singer that showed up in the diner. Oh, right. Okay, so th- that is when I was like, I kind of get a glimpse of what this movie should have been because that is so cool. He's such an over the top character, and I realize Punisher doesn't have to be over the top. So in a way, I guess maybe they handled the property right by not going like even in 2004 or, and much later, if it has comic book, if it's based on a comic book of any kind, most studios are like, Oh, I don't care. It's got like a uh, superheroes and over the top 
everything, right? So, you know, this is still, for the most part, kind of down to earth if you don't look at the ridiculousness of, you know, like we were just saying about him getting shot and surviving. But the super over-the-top looking character, he's got the guitar, he's kind of like, a, oh, hey, hold on. Melanie. Hey! Hello, Melanie. Uh, we can't hear you if you're talking. I still can't hear you, but if you can troubleshoot your stuff and start talking, uh, we will we'll say hi. And hello, tenaciously Sadie May. Hello. She says aloha. 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 Um, all right. So what was I saying? Okay. What was I? What I was saying was here we go. Hold on. Melanie. I'm still not hearing you. I just know she's getting super frustrated right now too, which is which sucks, but but yeah, I'm sorry, Melanie, I cannot hear you. Okay, if if you're available, send me a message on Messenger or something. Um so anyway, this whatever guitarist, blah blah blah, he comes and sings a song. What? Push the phone button. <laughs> but then he ends up they get a they get in a very short muscle car chase, and I'm just like, this crazy <coughs> guitar character who just came in and sang a pretty cool sounding song, and he's got the like tear tattoo, and did we start early? We started late, Melanie. We started at six. Um and then, then the muscle car chase, and I was like, I, I really kind of like what this movie could have been. Uh, but then you get to, no, no, Melanie, it's usually five, which, which is probably why you missed it last week. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's yeah. a bad. Yes, that's why we started at six. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Um, to be honest, though, six might not even be early enough. I don't know. So, but that brings me this make it seven. She says, (laughs) okay, next week. It'll be seven o'clock. Everybody. Um, for real. Uh, so (laughs) God, what is happening here? Seven. Yes. Tenaciously sad. Thank you for sticking through this ramble. (laughs) (laughs) I got so, I was trying to make a point. I got so effing sidetracked. Hey guys, what do you think of the stunts in here? Because that's one of the highlights to me. Let's talk about the stunts. The stunts are great. yeah. I'm su- I'm surprised actually how many like car chase type of things they they included because uh, I don't I don't automatically think of car chases when I think of the Punisher because a lot of times it's like uh, almost covert op kind of uh, you know basically he stalks them. And this, uh, it's interesting because they made him almost like a Rambo Punisher. Mm-hmm, he's yeah. like he's like Rambo, only actually somehow a little more likable than Rambo. Uh, Melanie says, "Guerrilla warfare." Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And this, he even makes himself a Punisher mobile, right? Like, but it's yes. appropriate. It's appropriately kind of janky. <laughs> like, it doesn't look yeah. great. It's just a muscle car that he added some like plates that he can. Uh, like some plating he can lift up over the windows and stuff. It's not like a high tech. 
and Punisher mobile. It's like a uh, big black van in the Netflix series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, apparently they went with a muscle car for this movie. This is according to some <laughs> trivia. So I apologize if it's, if it's wrong. Uh, Melanie says, cause he can't afford bulletproof glass. Uh, Apparently, they went with a muscle car in this one because to separate this movie from the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie in which he drove a motorcycle. Um, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> sure. Listen, you don't have to be come up with. You don't have to come up with some flimsy justification to me to put Punisher in a muscle car. I'm I'm on board. <laughs> if you want to, you if you want to put him in a spider buggy, I'm down. <laughs> I, I want to know why Lundgren, Lundgren wasn't playing the Russian. Right? I was thinking about that myself. Maybe they he even had a guy that kind of looked like him. Yeah. Uh, it's like when he first came on screen, it's like, is that? No, that's not him. Right. They had a, they basically had a lookalike, it seemed like. Um, now, okay. I, I remember something that I got sidetracked on. I'm sorry, guys. The, the bad guys. We were talking about the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Here's a here's a major gripe, other than like several glaring issues with this movie. In my opinion, John Travolta's character is a horrible bad guy. Like he's he's so bland, and Travolta yeah. doesn't he plays him so bland. I I just not as much as I complain about Sunderland, the the you know Will Patton, like his character was way more interesting to me, and he had more charisma. Travolta's character was just kind of there. He's a very whitewashed bad guy. There's there's nothing to grab onto other than he's a super jealous type. So what? Uh, Tenacious yeah. Sadie May says Travolta is awesome in Pulp Fiction. Or is awesome I Pulp Fiction. No, yeah, I, I would agree. And this is definitely still like, him. Travolta can play great characters. I just... Honestly, I think this was that was how this character was written, and he got the short end of the stick. Uh, it's yeah. just real, yeah. It's real bland. There's not much to him. Uh, like know, you're gonna play a mob boss, but your whole shtick is you're overly jealous of your wife and your gay best friend. <laughs> That's another thing. Well, he's not even just like a mob boss. He's uh, the banker for mobs. Like, right. So, a, a bland paint by numbers banker is your villain, and it not even in a cool way. Like, you could make that work. That could be cool. It's not. Right, let's it's take the bland. same movie, recast Travolta with Christopher Walken. Completely different movie. Right? Oh, yeah. Don't, oh, you don't yeah. even have to change the script and it would be amazing. Yeah. So, you know what? Since you put it that way, though, I do kind of blame Travolta. He could have put something into it, some type of charisma or just anything. <laughs> not much to it. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yes, I don't think he gave it his all. I'm also... Walking even half-assed, butting it. Uh... <laughs> Would have Melanie said given a little oh, sorry, go ahead. Love. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh Melanie said he could have gave it his face off bad guy. Yeah. yeah. He could have done his oh, he could have been better. Done a uh <laughs> his impression of a Nicolas Cage, you know, yeah, right there for a while. 
I say the first <laughs> thing I wish they would have changed is I wish the singer would have shot him when he was pinned under the car. Why? Because that would make sense? Instead of the spring-loaded knife. I didn't mind the spring-loaded knife. I thought uh, it was all right. It got- I seen it coming, but... You brought a knife to a gunfight. Shut <laughs> up. I mean, I can handle that. It's cheesy, but I can handle that. That's so much. That works so much better than some, a lot of other decisions made in this movie. For example... Well, basically, everything to do with his three quirky neighbors, I, I hate them. Yeah. None of oh, them, yeah. no, nothing know, about them like, works. What? I like the neighbors. They were just nosy enough. <laughs> they were dumb. They, I was just saying, they're straight <laughs> <to play. laughs> They characters. were pretty dumb. Hey, oh, hold on. Melanie's calling in. Melanie. Hello, Melanie. Can you, can you hear me? There. Now I hear you. Hey, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I switched to my phone, but I hear double me. You hear double you? <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, did you? Okay. I, I don't think you probably had time to revisit this movie. No, I watched it except for when he killed the bad guys. I took a shower then. Okay. Well, you didn't miss anything except a, a lot of explosions. Really, a really weird decision to kill the ba- the final bad guy. Like yeah. the method was very strange. Um, Can I wait real quick? I don't know. I've never read a lot about Punter Punisher, but like the bad guys all seem like really bad comic book type bad guys. Like the guitar serenade you before I kill you later guy yeah. and uh, whoever the guy was, he killed with the projectile knife. It, it was. No, yeah, that was the same. Yeah, the guitar guy. Oh, was that the same guy? Yeah. Okay, then who was... There was another one. Was uh, like, there, there's the Russian guy. Yeah. Attacked him in the building. Mm. I, but I could have... I could have got... In a movie where you've got those kind of characters, where it is, they are very comic booky and the gimmicky, you know, the, the Russian one was bad, actually. That was not good. But the mm-hmm. guitar guy was kind of... Was super gimmicky, but very entertaining to me. And... Uh, when you've got those characters and then juxtapose, juxtapose, juxtapose that with John Travolta as the banker who's jealous of his wife, like, <laughs> really? Really? Like, I'm supposed to care at all, like, about this conflict with the actual bad guys when this random guitar guy that literally just walks into one scene with no warning and we don't even get a setup for him being there is so much more interesting than the mm-hmm. main villain. Like it made me want to watch Desperado. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I expected, yeah, I expected that guitar case to be a gun and, and so did, so did Frank Castle. So, <laughs> you know what this movie was your game, what I got out of it, it, it was, um, uh, or what do you call it like a reminder to every woman. Don't leave your purse in the car because, some crazy guy is going to break in and <laughs> take your diamond earrings and set up your gay friend and ruin lives. Just don't do it. 
<laughs> because some <laughs> crazy guy is going to walk around with the fire hydrant when you're at the movies. I was just going to say, also, <laughs> also, if you ever need to save your uh, parking spot, just carry around a fake fire hydrant because you can always get your parking spot back. <laughs> yeah, I guess people don't break break that law anyway. No, ever. That, that was really like, heavy too. Yeah, exactly. What a hassle. <laughs> so well, you know what rhymes with hassle? Frank Castle. Oh, that was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> you you know what else I liked? I liked that the fact that the Punisher's the Punisher's big plan was to break up the villain and his wife's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as yeah. like it started getting to get into that because it's been year this came out in 2004 uh 2004 so it's probably been easily over 10 years since i've watched it his big once he got into it i was like really his plan is to mess with the guy's marriage like that's that's his plan but really his plan was to have to murder as few people as possible so that he could still be considered the hero the hero in a studio movie right you killed my family. I'm going to break you up. Well, even the first guy that he like is going to torture or whatever to get information out of, he just cuts him down and lets him go and is like, you're helping me now. Yeah, I know it started off so good. I was like, yeah, science is fun, Frank. Good job. But then it's like, turns into meat and popsicles. And I'm like... <laughs> 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 yeah, I did like the science. I did like that whole lead up. That was one of the better better... I don't know. I guess it's kind of a one-liner. I guess there were there were a few bad ones. I remember a few bad ones. uh, Welding teacher in college uh, walked out of the theater at that line because the numbers were off. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) he's like the uh, the, he's and I can't remember what the actual numbers are now, but he's like that's not hot enough to melt steel. I I was like, you left because it wasn't realistic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right right well and also the bad guy starts giving him information but it's like he's narrating uh some goofy comedy or something like like a heist movie maybe when he's oh yeah you know who i thought of immediately i thought of the guy in uh ant-man who tells you like how he learned everything oh, i was uh-huh. like yeah when he started spilling so concisely, it was like, oh my god, this is the precursor to that character. Well, yeah, since Feige's involved in both of them, I wonder if he just yeah. took that idea and rolled with it. Maybe. I mean, the new version's funnier, but that was unintentionally funny to me, because I was like, oh my god, that that is that character, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I don't oh. know. He didn't seem like he was trying very hard at all. He like, shows up at a press conference when he had the element of surprise, everybody thought he was dead at first. Oh. But really just be like, hey, I'm here. Why did he do any of that? Why did he know. do that? Why He literally walked up to a press conference, so now his face is all over the TV. Yeah. He walked up to two detectives. And I get his point. Like That also didn't go anywhere because clearly they have, they're in on it with, with the mob, the banker mob. And... Uh, that didn't. Wh- why would you do that? Everybody thinks you're dead, man. Just, just do that. I say the headstone was cool, but they yeah, ruined well, the cool part. That would have been heavy too. Why, why is he carrying all this heavy stuff around? That's how he, he gets his workout. <laughs> he's because he's carrying. He's got a lot of baggage. 
Yeah. Oh boy. Oh. And maybe it's like he's like, I don't really have to try with these guys. You know, like in a normal movie, you'd have a scene with like a bunch of naked chicks uh, drying out cocaine or whatever it is they do in those rooms in there. Yeah, you know. And then instead, it's like a bunch of fat guys counting money, soup or something. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, yeah, their whole like they control the prostitution, and so like prostitution is basically um, ladies walking around topless. That's prostitution. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's so it's weirdly bland and kind of like even for so it's was it's a 2004 movie, but it still feels like an 80s 90s kind of B grade action movie. Everything from like, well, just the fact that it's just like very bland. The main villains are very bland. Business suit uh, mob guys of some kind who do crime of some kind. Uh, Of course, you've got to have a a gun deal at the docks. That's what starts the movie. And then... uh, Which looked like it was out of the 80s. And then even like they go to, you know, they have their exotic location for that whole sequence with the the family and all that like i don't know everything about it felt like a throwback but at the same time why don't they just talk call, why did they just cast Dolph Lundgren and remake that movie like it's so weird There's nobody wanted <laughs> to see that movie yeah i well, know that's true but uh wait can i say one more thing please. that bothered me say in the, the beginning things. when there was his family was massacred he went you didn't even, I don't know, somebody must have been going around picking up bodies, because he goes and gets on a motorcycle they just saw a guy get shot off of, and he, that guy's gone, and he just takes it and drives it and leaves, and I'm like, well, so who's picking up all the bodies? I don't get it. But there, well, there, that's when there was the time jump, because he got the uh, castaway, bad castaway beard, so somebody <laughs> came and cleaned up the bodies. What? Uh, no, it was before he had a beard. It was when he was going to chase him down to the pier where he oh, where he got oh. blown off. Okay. I see what you're saying. Maybe when he fell over, he rolled away. <laughs> Maybe. Well, when he shot that gas tank in oh, the Oh, yeah. Backyard, just burned up all the evidence. All the yeah. bodies just went away. Oh, yeah. They're gone. Yeah. They're just gone. That would have been a fun uh, like stunt to do, though. Be like, and fly back into the water. It's a weird stunt too, like the position, like his his body position, and how he flies Mm -hmm. back. Now I already mentioned it earlier, but the stunts, like this, that first sequence, that first action sequence, I was very concerned for some of those stunt guys, especially the guys in the back of that truck, Mm -hmm. because that looked dangerous, and those were actually people back there. And at one point, like the boat itself is like flopping over the front of the truck and like coming down where they should be holding their hands. It looked very, it looked dangerous. So I will give this movie props on that is there weren't a lot of action sequences and some of them were weird, but when they had stunts, the stunts were pretty good because it gave me that sense of like, Oh, somebody's really going to get hurt. So, uh, you know, I'll give it points for that. Downstairs, buddy. I'll say one of the times that uh, the red pickup, went over one of the dunes. I thought for sure the three guys in the back were going to fall out. Yeah. They hold on. No, they yeah. must have had straps or something. Oh, yeah. I, I bet I bet they had harnesses going on. Nothing that were from riding in, in the back of pickup trucks. It's 
It's just like, how, how'd you do that? <laughs> I miss your Sunderland talk, baby. What did you, what did you say you thought of his bad guy? Uh, I thought his bad guy was... was <laughs> more believable than the main one. Yeah, yeah I thought so, too. He was more inter- a more interesting character than and charismatic than John Travolta's character. Yeah, and he, I, I I thought he was better in this than he was as Sutherland. Also, yes, yeah, no, I liked him. I he's noticeably younger, of course, but he has less of that hamminess. It's still there. There's still times when he like he gets this certain smile, and I'm like, "There's that hammy smile." <laughs> but he's he's a little less hammy. He's not too bad as a bad guy. Like that scene where um, he tortures the guy. Ugh, that scene is a whole nother issue. But the scene where he tortures the guy with the piercings, mm-hmm. I kind of like how he played it because he was weirdly compassionate, and I was like, "Well, that's an interesting decision." And apparently, that was all kind of ad libbed. Maybe you just thought it was hot. Well, and that's, (laughs) they make a point to say he's, he's a sadomasochist or he's sadist and, you know, and other things. And then he's kissing a guy. So it's like, okay, well we get that. But, and and you know what? That guy had too many lip ratings anyway, so he could stand to lose a a few. Well, he should, (laughs) he he deserves to lose it. If they're just going to sit there in this, in, in Frank Castle's apartment, when all the bad guys are coming up, like, why are they sitting there? Why are they just sitting there? Like, I they didn't try to. You know why else he deserves it? Because when that chick's boyfriend was being a butthole, he's like, I'm going to call the cops instead of just going and calling the, co- calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like, oh, my God, dude. That is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, it kind of fits may- into his comment later. Are you on drugs? Not right now. <laughs> but the, everything about that whole scene broke down for me because, okay, I so they they hid Frank Castle. Uh, the chick hid Frank Castle, and she has her hand over his mouth so he doesn't make noise. That's fine. But why did the other two guys then just sit there, clearly knowing stuff? The bad guys come in and they're like. Where is he? And I'm not telling you anything. Why not? He left. Yeah, anything. Go back to your apartment. Even if there's a hole through the wall, go back to your apartment. When these dudes come up, be like, what is all this? You play dumb. Be like, well, he, uh, there was a big commotion, and I think the guy bolted. What's going on? Don't be like, I'm clearly his friend. <laughs> Torture me. I'm not. Torture me now. Because he doesn't like me. I, I need to prove it to you. Don't torture that guy. He's too nice. The audience well, won't like it. Well, torture me. To be like comic relief because they weren't funny at all. They are supposed to be the comic relief. Oh, uh, that's no. Well, what would they and do to the anchor him? Rip his nipples off. <laughs> Anything. You tell. Look at that guy's face. You tell me he's not going to squeal if you, as much as smack him. Pink belly. Pink belly. Pink belly. <laughs> you can do anything to that guy and he's going to squeal. Oh, I didn't even realize the pig thing. He's going to talk. <laughs> I just didn't buy it. it. Like, really? Okay, so they're going to torture the one guy and not the other guy because the other guy, they're like, well, he watched us torture that guy. So if he knew something, he was going to talk. 
I right. mm, no slap across the face for the fun of it. I just those three, and I could be I'm probably off base on this, but those three feel like the mandated comic relief or characters to like anchor him to humanity. And also they tried to play the chick as a potential love interest. I'm glad they didn't really follow through with it, but it's also super weird that that chick knows his family was his entire family was just murdered six months ago. And she still tries to put the moves on him. She's, yeah. she's vulnerable. She's just got to have a bad relationship, you know, and she's still in the bad relationship. <laughs> she's way more attractive. Lightly out of the building. Well, she looked a lot like his wife, but maybe younger. She was hotter. What else you guys got about this movie? I don't even know. (laughs) I kind of like the way Travolta went out. It's so weird to me. It was a weird idea, and he put a lot of time into executing that specific idea. And of course, he's got to start comic book heroes or anti-heroes. When you start a fire in the shape of your symbol, you got to realize by the time the only people that can see it are either in skyscrapers or flying over in a helicopter. And by the time they get to it, that fire is going to spread. Nobody's going to know what that was. Stop it. Right. We're putting a lot of effort into nothing. Um. But th- that's such a weird plan to like, okay, so I'm going to know because he set those bombs up prior. So he knew he was going to have Travolta out in the parking lot. He was going to attach his leg to a bumper of a car, slowly put the car into drive and just let it slowly cruise across the street into the parking lot across the way while he explodes all the cars. It's, it's a very convoluted. <laughs> He's a thinker, man. <laughs> I also like that I don't like that it was sarcastic, but I also was amused that Frank Frank kind of has a drinking problem. Kind of has a drinking problem. You know how we know this? Because the one chick says it over and over and over again. <laughs> the chick who used to have a drinking problem. She's the one that says it over and over again. That's because she... Uh... She is not a recovering alcoholic, and you know the recovering peoples or whoever quit—they're always the most like loud about don't do it, not doing it, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess that's true too. You know, whatever. And she and she wanted him, so she's like, "Stop drinking, because then you'll turn into my butthole boyfriend. Be sober and and whatever. I don't know. Be with me. You can't be together if you drink, because then I'll want to drink. Well, and I suppose for the most part, she doesn't know he spends most of his time building bombs that he doesn't really use to kill anyone and uh, planning to break up people's marriages. (laughs) I was going to say planning revenge, but he doesn't really do that. He just breaks up people's marriages and stuff. (laughs) Uh, He's not the, he's not the murderer. He's the punisher. (laughs) I just realized he's more the reason. Oh, Melanie, Melanie, Melanie has asked to join and took, uh, the call again. Hey, Melanie. Hi. My face kicked me off. I guess your face. Yeah, I, I guess my cheek touched something, and then it got me. Oh. It kicked me out of there and had me in something else. I don't know. Um, pocket dimension. Sometimes. Sweet. Yep. Where they they spelled Berenstein right, and you know all those other little weird things. 
Oh, right. Is the is the chat broken? Are you guys not getting there's been no chat for a while. I stopped chatting because I couldn't get on on my computer so I switched to my phone. But while I was on my phone, I didn't see anything going on in the you know, on the computer either in the chat. How is it? We used to get so much more chat activity when we did a live cast at one in the afternoon when everybody's at work. I don't, I don't get it. Well, a lot of the people that, well, I used to type a lot, um, but Matt D's not in here. Jasper's not in here. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and when people are at work, they're stuck at work. They don't have anything better to do at night. They're like home and they're like, I can go oh, play video games or do something fun. You know? I didn't even think about that. Oh, do something kind of, that is so mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a good point. It's mean and wow. self-deprecating. I love it. <laughs> we're better than work, but we're not better than Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's but you true. Can, but you can, well, I guess they could still listen to us and play their games, but they're not going to chat at us. Yeah. Well, and and that that is one of the problems that I've had uh, when other people have gone on because uh, you know, like I listen in on the cellmates uh, live cast a lot, but oftentimes that falls right in the middle of something that I'm already doing, and so I keep doing it and I listen, but I'm also not super engaged in the chat because you know I'm in the middle of something or I'm driving. Like a couple times the the live cast has happened, and I'm literally driving. So I mean, I'm listening. And I'm kind of reacting, but I can't actually react because I'm in a car. I had to find her on my phone for cellmates because it stopped giving me notifications for the live cast. Did it? Yeah, it, it gave me... It, I keep getting notifications for the uh, replay. It's like, I don't want the replay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I didn't get, I didn't get a, a notification either. I haven't been getting them lately. I got one when they went live, but uh, yeah. I kind of also remembered that it was going to happen. Maybe they unticked because when you start a live cast, you can opt to have it notify or not. So oh. maybe they unticked it. But okay, I, I messaged her and let her know. I was like, "Hey, I haven't been getting the uh... notifications. Notifications. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's possible she unticked it. But um, I mean, I God, I get notifications from uh, people that I followed that used to hop in. You used to chat us up a lot, and. <laughs> Some of those guys, man, they go like multiple times a day, and I'm just kind of like, I, I shouldn't even say this, but it's just like, oh god, dude, really again? <laughs> what do you have to say? <laughs> and I don't I mean think to I know who you're about talking it. about. <laughs> ah, I'd be mean, good, good on him, man. I like that, but yeah, <laughs> I, I apologize for not being able to tune in, but like, dude, like three, two or to three times a day, I, I'm like, I am doing things. Night. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry, buddy doing things maybe i should just pot like do that like have a live cast all the time and just like talk about random things that i think are funny and then and then just that's my podcast what do you think you know what from what i've seen those get listens on here they do those are the shows that get listens cool i'm good at that maybe uh, maybe they're just good networkers or something but i don't know welcome to my life People don't want to. They don't want to hear us ramble about the Punisher. They want to hear some guy eat crackers and ask people what he wants them to talk. What he wants, what they want him to say. Yeah. Right. They want to hear what happened at Walmart today. I guess at least those people can talk a sentence. 
talk a sentence. <laughs> I mean, uh, dude, I felt like we were doing so. I was doing so good this episode, and then at some point, I just. It was Ooh. me. I threw you off. I'm sorry. Uh, no, well, no, it was around that time period, but I felt like you know what, this isn't good talk either. Hey, so I feel like this is the end of our Punisher review. I know there's some other thing that I was making a mental note of that I found just ridiculous. But that said, here's my here's my final thoughts on the Punisher from 2004. Oh, Thomas Jane. I don't know if he's a bad actor or this is just bad overdub or what, but he sounds he's the only one that sounds like he's in a foreign movie being overdubbed by somebody else. <laughs> like in the overdub art, who's who's wrestling thing? No, I'm sorry, they asked me. I'm sorry, okay. sorry I'll stop. Was it's okay. To... You can you can mute it or something, but it's just like super yeah. coming through. Usually the system's pretty good about like noise reduction, but oh. Um. Anyway, so uh, I found Frank here's a this is a good summary of the whole movie. I found Thomas Jane's performance as the Punisher weird and kind of cheesy and I don't I don't know if it's good or bad. I kind of feel like it's bad, but it was very entertaining to me. And that is the whole movie. Yeah. Like yep. it's somehow it's, it's entertaining, but it's bad. I'm not sure why. The and I the villain sucks. <laughs> And there's some interesting action, but it's kind of light in that respect. And there's a lot of decisions that I just hate. And I'm like, why did you do this? I give it a three stars. <laughs> like, I still like this movie. Yeah, I don't know what I'd give it. Uh, probably around three. I definitely wouldn't give it higher than a three because I haven't bothered to rewatch it until now, even though in my brain, I kind of liked it. I give it a three and a half because I like the soundtrack. Hmm. It has a cool now, soundtrack. Okay, yeah, you're talking the like the the actual contemporary music of the time in there. Yeah. Uh, the the score was interesting. I liked the score itself at times, but at other times that kind of also added to the '80s '90s B grade action movie. It was very strange and kind of generic. Um, but yeah, they uh, that early 2000s metal that was on the soundtrack or new metal. <laughs> that was kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, it, it's for an early Marvel attempt. Like it, it was one of those. I, I think they were uh, just weren't sure what they could do with the character. So they played it safe and went funny as opposed to obviously where they're are now and said let's go dark because we can right so for that it worked uh when this okay according to this is on imdb and again i don't know where this trivia comes from because i know jasper's pulled trivia from the site before that was false but according to imdb trivia uh, when this was released on DVD in September of 2004, it surprised Marvel by se- by selling nearly 2 million copies in its first five days. So this actually did really well to the point where Marvel was like, whoa. Let's see, I remember going to get it and it was sold out at a bunch of stores. Hmm. I mean, everybody I knew had this on DVD. It's one of those DVDs where 
it's not even a movie anybody talks about anymore, but everybody had it. They had it. And as far as Thomas, do you remember? Do you remember when they did that? Uh, like they did like a tease reboot, or not even a reboot, but like a tease commercial of a uh, of another um, Thomas Jane uh, Punisher, where he's like at the laundromat or something. There is. I've never seen it, but that's another piece of trivia. Uh, where'd it go? I just seen it. Thomas Jane. Returned as Frank Castle in the 2012 short film, The Punisher Dirty Laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually liked that. That was pretty solid, you know? And that, and that that led me to believe, like, yeah, why'd they ever recast it? And they should do another Thomas Jane Punisher. And then we got John Bernthal, and I really and never don't. looked back. Yeah, no. I, I just need more of him. I say Bernthal <sighs> taking the reins on that was a perfect fit. Yeah. Um, I honestly, the perfect role for Thomas Jane, I could see him taking over for, uh, Christopher Lambert in the Highlander series. Yes. Yes. Thank you. God, you nailed it. The whole time I'm watching this movie. I'm like, he looked like he looked and sounded like Christopher Lambert. Yeah. I'm like that face is familiar to me. (laughs) <laughs> like just once Mel- I wanted him to say there could be only one Melanie I I thought he was the Highlander guy oh, ha, there you go especially with the blonde hair at the beginning mm. oh, oh my yeah. god you know it's amusing more I'm gonna get off the trivia kick after this but uh so he's blonde in real life but that's a wig <laughs> in the beginning when <laughs> that's a wig because he had already dyed his hair black for the movie it's funny. Shoot that scene first. Like, yeah, right? All right. Oh, wow. The original film with no edits is almost three hours long. Oh, really? God. I can't imagine. This felt a little long to me. It did. It, or, like, there was just way too much of him not doing anything. Yeah. Oh. A really lame not montage. <laughs> Let's say a whole lot of promo shots for Wild Turkey. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. I hope they Wait, can do you still have Wild Turkey in there? Let's open the door just to crack. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things in this movie that I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. Like that torture scene and some of these side characters, they uh-huh. all come from the comics. There's so much of that I kind of expected was like, you know, invented by the writers or whatever, or the studio's like, oh, well, we don't like this character. You do something else. No, they're they're all pulled from the comics. It's kind of amazing. Uh, oh no, Punisher comics thought was over. I, I thought they uh, dubbed a different guy in for him. No, that's actually him. Thomas Jane, uh, the guy that's uh, doing the the guitar player. Oh, okay. So I, I thought they dubbed a different singer in for him, but no, that's actually him. It's just like. I think the audio track doesn't sync up with the. Uh... There's some real weird ADR throughout this movie, and because that's what I was kind of talking about when I mentioned Thomas Jane, sounded like he's in a foreign movie, and they got someone else to overdub his voice. The ADR is real rough, and apparently, like, I mean, it's they do that most movies pretty much everything's ADR'd, which is amazing that it doesn't sound like that all the time, but. Uh, it's just not great in this movie. I don't like, know if that's a sound mix funny. or what. 
the guy mm-hmm. wrote the song for the movie. And like, you don't hear it again until later on and the WWE picks it up for The Undertaker. And then it's like everywhere again. Hey, Melanie, you sound like you've been trying to say things. Oh, no, I just had one thing to say, which I, and it was more kind of a question because Sunderland, the Sunderland guy, is he yes. a comic book guy or something? Because he seems like he's in a lot of comic book stuff. Yeah, right? Uh, maybe it's because they're like, you, you... You're a little hammy. We're gonna put you in this comic book picture. Maybe he's cheap. Well, uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> That's so crappy. I'm so crappy about that guy. I need to stop it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. He's obviously a character actor. I wonder what else he's been in. But uh, it's an Alvin. We've got an Alvin in the chat. Hey, Ooh. Alvin. <laughs> Sounded like you were mixing cartoons together there or something. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Fat Albert with the the chipmunks there. That's right. Hey, it, hey, hey! It's I, Alvin. I call it Fat Alvin. Fat Come at Alvin. me. Hey, hey, hey. and throw it a little <laughs> bit of Harvey. Harvey, you know. Hey, Alvin. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> what? What are we doing, guys? Uh, the, our Punisher review is over. It is over. What are we doing next time? Okay, next week's home movie homework. This is super exciting. Now, reminder, uh, we are going to do movie homework this next week. But after that, we're going to every other week. Just to kind of break it up a little bit. Um, and also, so we don't have to necessarily go two hours <laughs> if we get an interesting news topic like we did today. Right. Uh, so... Super exciting, and this is one that I think Melanie will actually be uh, interested to see, is Brightburn. Brightburn is the movie we will be discussing next week. Uh, Now, this just like two days ago or a day ago uh, released on DVD and Blu-ray. I believe it just now hit digital for rental. It had been available for digital purchase since the beginning of the month, but that was it, and I ain't buying this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i mean if if it's good i'll buy it but you know i don't know that it's good yet so right. uh but yeah it's available for rent now so we're actually i'm gonna actually have to pony up a couple bucks but Brightburn, we'll discuss that next week the things we do for you guys oh melanie says it still shows me in the call but i don't think you can hear me i quit <sighs> yep we can't hear you sorry i'm gonna hang up on her Okay, hey Melanie, uh, that's okay. It's unfortunate that you, you got kicked as we were talking about Brightburn because I knew you'd be excited about that, but you still hear it. It's all good. You'll be here. I'm gonna run it this weekend, and we're gonna watch it. So, yes, uh, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, me if too. It was Melanie. Melanie says yay in the chat. Very enthusiastically. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. Um, the reviews have not been as good as I had kind of been hoping, hoping when I initially saw it, but you know what, whatever. The people that, uh, that I know that have seen it have said it's great. So cool. Here's hoping, here's hoping they're right. All right. Um, so what else? Just word of mouth better than critics generally. Well, right. I mean, yeah. And that's the issue is I hadn't, nobody I know had seen it yet. So but I don't think uh, this is a movie for a certain group of people. 
it's a certain group of people that are like, yeah, okay, I, I could get on some Superman. And they're like, but it's horror. That's even better. Right. Oh, Melanie says us. Um, I'm not sure. So we watched us and I don't know if she's wanting me to talk about it. No, we are the group of people. Oh, oh, that's who it's for. Yeah. That horror. Superhero. Jordan, Jordan, you, know, you got me again. <laughs> I'm so confused. Don't title your movie so basic and I won't get confused in normal everyday conversation when somebody says <laughs> I know what us. Melanie, it's okay. Get out. Is this over? Is this over yet? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's over. I think we need I think we need outro music. Uh well oh god. I do have I haven't had time to upload the outro or I don't think I've rendered it yet, but I do have a longer version. Get oh out of the us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what you meant, Asan. Unless the you know something we don't. Because if you know something we don't. Get out of the U.S. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Alvin, I'm sorry, you, I'm sorry you didn't get here till the end, but it's nice to have you in the chat, man. We're big so Alvin fans. Are we thinking... Are we thinking seven next next week? Is that what we're shooting for? That's seven what we o'clock. said. Seven o'clock. Okay. So so Alvin, you'll be a, you'll be perfectly timed for this next week. Yeah, we're gonna we, we're just slowly moving it further and further back to see like when we can actually get listeners. <laughs> well, tonight we were, we've almost run two hours. We're we're approaching what an hour and forty almost for hour and forty five minutes now. It's a long one. Is a, and yep. No, last week was what happens when you got your your Spidermans and your and your Punishers, and ironically, uh, Punisher's first appearance is in a Spider-Man comic. So there you go. There, that's, there's there's the tie-in. That's what I was gonna say. How did Punisher not go with the Spider-Man deal? Is he not considered a Spider-Man character nice. then, oh. even though he was introduced in Spider-Man? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, or yeah, originally he was, uh, but he spun out pretty quickly, I I believe, and started showing up in other places. <laughs> Melanie said, "Wow, sorry guys. Wish you didn't have a whole hour. That must have sucked without me." <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you you would have not. I don't think you'd have been. But so either you would have either been so bored by it because we were just talking about Spider Man and Disney and stuff, or we wouldn't have talked about Spider Man that long, which is more likely. <laughs> yeah, you might have reined us in and been like, "This is dumb. Let's talk about Punisher." <laughs> yeah. And then our Punisher review had been over in 20 minutes because you'd be like, this is dumb. Let's talk about, let's let's get off here now. Okay, so. Yeah, we just kind of rambled and nerded out about Spider-Man for a while. Yeah. It was good, though. And I do like how you're right. Like, most of the news stories really kind of tie it. It's a very well-rounded show. Well-rounded show. Because it all kind of ties into Marvel and the Marvel movies and Punisher. And okay. people seem to look like they're from well-rounded show like your belly mine too (laughs) okay hey hey we got some things coming up everybody uh this episode may be ending but that doesn't mean there's not oh just a world of grolix episodes for you to check out including uh for example we released a new grolix podcast proper this week in which we discussed deadly class volume one in a very meandering rambling review not unlike today 
<laughs> but that one's actually been somewhat edited. And uh And it opens really strong too. Like the I would listen I lost you, Jesse. He would listen. He would listen. And that would be the last thing he'd ever do. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesse, you cut out. I don't know where you went. Uh, so I'm going to continue on. Uh, yeah, I know. It, Melanie says, and, it's not, and it seemed like he was going to say something good, too. Yeah, I know. Castbox is like, with none of that. He always Stop complimenting yourselves. Dumb. You conceited. <laughs> uh, also, on Grolic Cinematic Universe, our movie podcast... Uh, this coming week, Monday, so soon, it's coming very soon, uh, the final episode of season hashtag Tarantino, our Quentin Tarantino season. We have watched all the Quentin Tarantino movies, whether he counts them as his movies or not, we watched them all. And uh, the final episode, Jasper and myself are going to review Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, finally. And we will also run down Our top list, actually, since there are 10 Tarantino movies, regardless of what he says, our top 10 from least favorite to most favorite. (laughs) Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, you're back. Hey, you're back. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) I lost you guys. You guys lost me. Yeah. What are you going to say? Oh, I don't know what happened. I like the idea that, like, there was no technical issue. You just stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. I blanked. For I don't a know while. what I said. Oh yeah, no, the intro of the most recent Grolics was fun. It was bizarre. I would listen to it for the intro. God, I don't even remember what it was, and I just edited it, edited it like this week. That was not as prolific. The review got weird, but like we were all over the place in the beginning, and it was super high energy, and then we... and then we got just brought to a dead stop. Like, oh. Man, I am not well, allowed to talk about it. I am not <laughs> allowed to talk about it. You no, know, for some reason you're not. Uh, our reviews, man, they trip us up. They trip us up. So, okay, anyway, also, also, I'm still on this GCU kick, Grok Cinematic Universe. Uh, final episode of season three, then we're going to take a sh- very short break. And when I say very short, I mean like barely, not really even a break because next month there's a Friday the 13th coming up. Uh, as in the date. Oh boy. There and we go. So that's new you know, rules. Paul brought it to my attention and I was like, Paul, you should join us for some horror movies. And then I should I should not say this now. I should wait for the new GCU episode to drop so it's a surprise, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh so Jasper is sticking with the show. This is behind the scenes stuff. I kind of expected he was gonna be like, Okay, I'm bouncing, but he's gonna stick with the show. Furthermore, he suggested a theme for season four. And it's the kind of theme where as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yes, we're doing that. Uh, it, it's season four, it's going to be horror, all horror. S- season four. Oh, I wish you could see my face right now. For her. For her. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't make it work in the episode recording either. So, uh, yeah, no, he, he said uh, he wanted to do horror movies. And I'm like, you just, are you just trying to, what are you trying to do? Play with your heartstrings there. Right? Messing with your emotions. He's playing uh, head games. <laughs> so I'm cool. super I'm super excited about that. And we're going to 
Uh, I'm going to be reaching out to Paul a bunch. I'll read out, reach out to Matt D. We're going to try to consistently have more voices on the show. Um, Sweet. Yes. Cause I think it would benefit, benefit the show. Cause I feel like people <laughs> can only hear the movies. <laughs> what? I was reading Mel- Melanie's comments. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no Melanie, I would like to have you on more shows, more of the GCU episodes. Oh yeah, and the horror. <laughs> Melanie's just like, just watch more movies, Randy. I don't care if you podcast about it. I just want to watch some horror movies. Huh? God, this has gotten so weird. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. What do you guys got? Got anything else? Nope. Uh, hey, Paul, t- tell us where people could find things that you might be involved in. Uh, well, there's Moose's marvelous wood burnings on Facebook. Uh, interesting art for something different. Come find me. We have wood for you. And then, uh, so I don't forget next week, um, on the 7th, um, if you're local, I'm down in Grand Island for the Grand Island Minicon. And I think Jesse, you and Naxton are down there too, aren't you? Yes, we are going to be down there for the Grand Minicon. So come see us at the uh, Grand Theater and watch the Goonies. Yes. For free. You're going to watch the Goonies? There's a Goonies screening? Yeah, yeah it's free on a big old screen. <laughs> I like how you... Is a... <laughs> hey, Jesse, what'd you do this weekend? You go to the movies and you're like, yeah, I went to the theater and watched watch a movie on a big old screen. <laughs> it's like being in my living room, but there's a, a bunch of strangers there and the screen's real big. <laughs> it's real big and they have popcorn. But then they looked at me funny when I asked him to turn it down, and they told told me, "Sir, you have to put your pants back on." <laughs> it's real weird. <laughs> I'm not used to it. I'm not used to that. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? Oh my god! Oh, how we digress. Uh, oh, Melanie says, "Every time I've been, Melanie. every time I've been to Grand Island, there's been tornadoes or superstorms, so I won't come." So that you can stay safe. All right. That's a strange superpower there. (laughs) See, I think the last time we were down there was right after it started flooding. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I was I was worried that I wasn't even going to be able to go because we were still the island of Fremont. God, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Nothing good. Grand Island. Don't go there unless you're (laughs) going to go see Jesse and Paul at the Minicon. Then go. Yeah. And Otherwise. have some pizza. Because they have great pizza <laughs> in Grand Island. You can't is that really? Shark. Yeah, the wave uh wave is what it's called. Wave something. But their pizza is awesome. Holy cow. Interesting. All right, everybody. Well, Jesse, is there you want what do you do? You got something to tell people before we go, I'm sure. Uh Nope. <laughs> I mean, Wait. listen, listen to the Grolix podcast. That's the main thing. Yes. And you could do that here on CastBox as well as, you know, pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts or simply go to GrolixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. There's actually a bunch of stuff on the site. Go look around. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I Vote on the poll. Much, I put too much work into the website. There's no reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do enjoy it. So, uh, Grand Island. Wait. Oh, Grand Island is where all the gangsters and witness protection move, and they bring their pizza. That would them. explain it. Oh, that does make all sense. right. 
Is that where the Goodfellas guy had been relocated to? <clears throat> I know it's somewhere kind of local. Well, I thank him for pizza. I do too. <laughs> it's all pizza. Okay, so <laughs> somewhere in the Midwest. Let's definitely not talk about mobsters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the average everyday podcasters. Oh, that's keep so good. Podcasting. That's so good. Did I? Oh, I did put that in the new uh, Grolics podcast episode. I had to. It's like five minutes long, but I was like, dude, that's such a fun promo. Yeah, it's a great pro- promo. Super go listen. Either go listen to, uh, go check out the 60s reboot podcast on electronicmedia.com or listen to our most recent episode. Do that one instead. Uh, <laughs> you'll you'll hear what he's referencing. It's a lot of fun. Shout out to Matt D for putting that, for writing that and putting that together. That was his baby. It was his brainchild. Um, okay. Everybody else, have a good Thursday. Uh, movies coming out. The only thing that looked particularly ex- interesting was a movie called Ready or Not. It's kind of a horror comedy. It's getting good reviews. Jesse, uh, that's kinda... the one I said you should go see. Oh, okay. The original story one. That one looks really amazing. Yeah, it looks right. it. It's getting pretty good mentions. So yeah, um, and that's it. There, there you that's go. I, I got my opening weekend stuff in there. <laughs> one have movie. a good, have a good everything. I'm gonna play our intro song again next week. I will have the proper new outro ready to go. Something a little longer that we can talk over for a while. But here you go. You ready to revisit some? Uh, some Miami Knights. Vice. Yes, Knights. Some Grolics. Vice. That is my vice. Knights is my Miami. vice. Miami Grolics Knights. That was not great. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> you just have to say it. You just have to say it. It's, it's inspiring. <laughs> what What are your after credits uh, meanders? We just say nights Night. over and over because we can't help it. We can't help it. Night. That is the after show. <laughs> the saxophone.